Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're going to take up a little bit more from uh, the letter to the Hebrews. So we started with Monday and Tuesday. If you didn't have a chance to tune into the program, I encourage you to go to our website at renewalministries.net. You can listen to the uh, programs there at your leisure and, or download them, whatever device works for you. I encourage people to consider getting the Renewal Ministries app because you can get, you have access to everything we're producing pretty much for, for free. It's right there for you. You can uh, watch it or listen to it anytime you'd like. And uh, we really uh, welcome your prayers as well or any kind of financial support. You feel like if the ministry is blessing you to, to do that as well. But uh, thanks for being with us and thanks for uh, walking so many. We hear from so many of you. In the ministry, just want to let you know we're praying for you. We thank you very much for your support. And all of us in the body of Christ are walking together through these challenging times, knowing, as the writer of the Hebrews reminds us, that we are not alone and that we're united to Christ, that he is in control and that we are in his hands. And I love ending the program with yesterday from uh, chapter 2, the section where the writer is warning us. You know, Some people think Paul wrote it. There's different opinions. So just for the sake of just simplifying, I'm going to say Paul wrote it, <laughs> even though there's real debate about it, you know. But anyway, the, the message being one of the key themes here, besides the, the victory of Jesus and his reigning in glory in heaven and the liturgy, the church being the doorway through which we really access and are present to the reigning Jesus Christ, the Lord, that, that's being communicated here in Hebrews. There's a warning to be careful. It says, be careful that your eyes are on the right place, that you fix your gaze on him, that you hear the word that the Father has spoken to us through the Son. And there's no further word that is going to be spoken about the fullness of God's plan, God's nature, the Father's purpose for us. There's no other word that's ever going to exceed that the fullness of what God the Father wants us human beings to know about God, about who we are, it's all there in the person of Jesus. And the writer of the Hebrews is saying to us, be careful that you stay, you pay attention and continuing each day to pay attention to the word that you've received from the Son, lest you drift away. There's so many things, friends, in our world constantly getting at us to try to get our attention to distract us. And the richness of the Christian life and the power really of the Christian life comes from our communing with the Holy Spirit who really does want to take us deeper and deeper into the person of Jesus, into the reality of who he is and what he's doing in our lives today. And so there's this verse, verse 9 in chapter 2, I touched on yesterday, but we see Jesus. All things are subjected to him, the writer tells us in heaven right now. He's the king and Lord of all. He's the bridegroom, he's the king, he's the judge of all things. Human history is completely in his hands. And he's the one who controls the destiny of the human race. But it says, we don't see the full subjection yet. We see rebellion, we see disorder, right? We see uh, idolatry and false religion. The rest of it, we see it happening around us. But he says, But what we do see is we see Jesus, who for a little while was made lower than the angels, but now he's crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of of his death that he endured. 
He's now at the right hand of God the Father. And seeing Jesus, and this is interesting, you know, one of the movements in the, in the world, you know, the church that has touched so many lives, got the charismatic renewal, is, uh, the reality, the heart of it is just a simple grace. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is awakening the graces of our baptism and confirmation. And there's so many people who've experienced that simple grace, at the heart of it is the love of the Father, experiencing in a personal, deeper way the love of God the Father, which is exactly what Jesus walked in. That's what renewal, renewal in the church, personal renewal in the church, is to walk as Jesus walked and to receive what he promised and to know the Father, as Paul talks, St. Paul talks about, that God is our Father, he's our Abba, we have a, an experiential knowledge, not just emotional, but experiential knowledge, real knowledge, real conviction, faith conviction that has transforming power to where we actually experience the love of the Father and have the grace of the Holy Spirit to say yes and to go more deeply in our relationship day after day and our relationship with the Father and to share in what Jesus shared in as the Son. We're children of God. So, we're not slaves, we're not orphans, but we're children of God, Paul tells us. And the Spirit of God speaks to our spirit, giving us conviction that we're children of God. And from the heart we can cry out with the freedom of the Holy Spirit, God's love being poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us understand and experience the love of God. It's a real power. It's a real dynamic in the in the, the heart of the faith that we're, we've entered into a relationship we're not just it's not just a conception of mind it's not just a religious thought or theological truth it's an experiential reality and it's both the love of the father and a profound awareness of the majesty and authority of Jesus his kingship and i love uh, what saint augustine said at one point he said that He's never met a convert who wasn't first in some way in that process to fuller conversion struck by the holy fear of God. And I can say my own, a key point of my own conversion was after communion at a conference and was just sitting there praying and, and someone I actually never met, but, you know, but he's a brother in the Lord came to me and, uh, shared a word and said, the very thing I was praying in my heart, he named it, total stranger. And he said, God's hearing your prayer, basically is what he's saying. He's heard your prayer. He's going to give you the gift of faith to see him and know him. And in that moment, I experienced like a teeny glimpse in my heart by a gift of the Spirit to see the holiness, the majesty of Jesus, just like the, the hem, a thread of his garment in some way, but an awareness that I didn't have before. And it was, it was profoundly moving. It was the holy fear of God. It was like fear inducing in a healthy way, but at the same way, just a flood of God's love. Those things go together and so powerful and so transforming. And I could say, yes, Jesus is Lord. And that's what the writer is saying here. But we see Jesus and that all things are subject to him and that he's crowned with glory and honor. Yes, he's the Lord. And that's what the Holy Spirit comes to reveal to us, that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
and it breaks through then the darkness. And the right reading goes on to say, for it was fitting, verse 10, that he for whom and by whom all things exist in bringing many sons to glory should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through suffering. So he's talking about Jesus's victory and his perfection came through his yes to the Father and the suffering that he endured for the sake of love out of, of humility and obedience to the Father. For he who, who sanctifies and those who are sanctified have all one origin. We've all come from the Father and we're, we were sanctified in our baptism. We were made holy. We were set apart by God to share in what belongs to him. Verse 14, it says, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same nature. So he became the son, the eternal son became one of us. He took on human flesh, real flesh and blood. He partook of the same nature that you and I share, that through death he might destroy him who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all of those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong bondage. This is a really powerful verse, very insightful, and it reveals, what is he saying? The writer is telling us very clearly here. One of the reasons Jesus came, the fundamental reason he came, it took on human flesh, is to set us free, free from the dominion of the devil, free from the dominion of sin, free from the dominion of death itself. The human race, in many ways you can see it every day, in so many ways, we're we're constantly staving off and fighting off death, aging, you know. I mean, we're so preoccupied with our health day and night. We're just, and constantly we're being sold stuff because we're so vulnerable. We're so worried. Human beings can't be free if they don't have the one answer to death. Because we're just a death-directed people apart from the victory that comes to us in Jesus Christ. He swallowed up death in victory. He passed from death to life, and in his own being, he began the new creation. The new humanity was born in him. That's why he took on human flesh, so he could take human flesh from death to life. So that he might, through death, he might destroy him who has the power of death, that is, the devil. Well, to what degree did the devil have power, the death? Because um, death comes through sin. All men sin, therefore all men die. The devil, beginning with Adam, and he seduced the human race into sin. And we were subject then to the consequences of sin, which is death. And death really is the reality. It's the fundamental reality of, excuse me, is that we're separated from God who is life. And our biological clock is ticking. We know we're moving toward death and aging. We don't know when death is going to come. So it casts a shadow. The human mind and the human heart are gripped by it. And then it enslaves us. So we're, the devil manipulates the power of death in many ways. And many of us aren't even attentive to it. But one of the things we do is we, we stave off the inevitability of the die, the ending of our being here on earth. We, we stave it off by constantly distracting ourselves. That's one way we do it. And that's why we have, you know, 5,000 television channels and why the phone is so attractive to us that we can be absolutely preoccupied every second of every day. And we, we don't like to be quiet 
and to be alone. You know, we don't like silence. The devil's whole world, I think I've talked about it at times, that, you know, the W.H. Auden poem, Faces, and it says, Faces at the bar cling to their average day. The lights must always go out. The lights must never go out. The music must always play. Lest we know where we are, lost in a haunted wood. Children afraid of the dark who've never been happy or good. Lost in a haunted wood. That's a poet's perception of the battle, really, that's being talked about here in Hebrews chapter 2. And so he destroys the one who's wielding the power of death. And then in that, he delivers us from the fear of death, which subjects human beings to lifelong bondage, to habit patterns of sin and ways of being that we think are going to lead us to freedom, to happiness, to fulfillment. Even to the, to the craziest of all ways of doing it, friends, is we, we seek to wield the power of death. So we use death. We, we're in a culture of death. Human beings end up becoming slaves and wielding death as a way of securing our own freedom. That's what abortion's about. That's what killing the elderly's about. And believing, so we, we end up being seduced by the devil into taking prerogatives of God, becoming God ourselves by our own power, thinking it's going to lead us to freedom. I'll talk about this more tomorrow because there's a lot here. God bless you. Have a great day. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.